Welcome to Time Lapse, Season 5 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. In this season, we track how God works in and through our guests' lives over the course of time. In each episode, you will hear two interviews recorded about six months apart. Of course, we chat scripture, encouragement, and the character of God in both interviews. We dwell richly together in every season. We invite you, sister, no matter your current season, to come along for the journey. Welcome back to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. My name is Jillian Vincent, and I will be your host today. And I'm sitting here with one of my new friends that I actually just met in person the other day, although I feel like I've known you for a long time, Suzanne. Uh So, (laughs) Suzanne Hines. Hello. Hello. Uh, We became Instagram friends, and neither of us know how it happened, but we're, we're glad it did. Yes. And so I asked her if she would mind coming on today and sharing a little bit about uh, her story. And this is a time-lapse episode. So we are going to be interviewing her again in a couple months, and we're going to check back in with her to see how God has moved in her story since then. So will you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what God has you up to in this, uh, phase of your journey. Sure. So I'm Suzanne Hines. Um, I'm married to Theo, who's a law enforcement officer mm-hmm. um, here in Dayton. Um, I grew up as a missionary kid, um, found myself at Cedarville where I met Theo and we got married and then stuck around the area. Yes. Um, I am now a stay-at-home mom um, to two biological children, Tara and Kaya. And then we're also foster parents um, to a beautiful 11-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> um, and her name um, that we call in, like, on social media and online is Heavenly, mm-hmm. but that's not her real name. But it is a play on her real name. Mm. So, um, yeah, she has been with us for eight months now. Yeah. So we have um, Tara's three, Kaya's one, and then Heavenly is 11. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we kind of jumped in the parenting yeah. <laughs> like expertise Full. from <laughs> toddler to preteen. So yeah. that was a challenge. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we love her and um, really treasure her and treat her like our own. Um, yeah. Let's see. I'm also a blogger. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps me sane. Um, glorious the kids, mundane. The glorious mundane. Yep. Yes. So my husband actually came up with the name. Mm. Um just that sometimes being a stay-at-home mom feels super mundane. Like mm-hmm. all I'm doing is the same 10 chores over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I really can bring God glory in that. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where it came from. And I just write about whatever's on my heart. So yeah. it's really a mishmash of everything. It's like, so fun. I love yeah. following Suzanne <laughs> because I love seeing what God's doing in it's her like, every day. Whatever comes to my mind, I just like sit down and write it out at nap time and then yes. it's out there. So. Yes, I love it. I just relate a lot with it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's fun and helpful to have and see how, you know, God really does do amazing things in our everyday lives. So, so cool. So, and this is not your first rodeo as far as foster care goes, right? No, this is our second. Okay. (laughs) Um, we started the process to become foster parents before we had any biological children. Mm. Um, a few months in, we got pregnant with Tara. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it took us like two years to finally get licensed. Um, so when Tara turned, she turned one in August, and in, on September 1st, our foster baby was born. Mm. Um, we didn't even know she existed. Um, mm. So, But Tara was 13 months old when we brought her home. Mm-hmm. And then we had her for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she moved on to live with some relatives. Mm. So that was um, challenging. But mm-hmm. that was our first go around was having an infant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we and then went 10, on to and a 10-year-old. Yeah. A little different. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah. just a little. So. Yeah. Yeah, we were licensed from zero to 12, so Mm -hmm. we kind of expected to get an older child, but... I didn't realize that there were different licenses. I guess I thought when you became a foster parent, it was... You can choose and say, like, oh, I want only teens, or um, you can be licensed to foster pregnant teens, or um, just an infant, like, I'll only take newborns, some people do, or, like, then you can choose an age range, like, zero to five, or... 
zero to 12. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're zero to 12. So wow. <laughs> cool. So I'm learning new things about the foster <laughs> yes. care process as well. In yes. that. Wow. So tell us about, you know, life now. What is God doing in your life uh, right at this moment, Suzanne? Um, well, I feel like to pick one word for what he's doing is just sanctifying me. Like mm. a lot of foster care is just so challenging. Mm. Um, just being in someone else's mess and not mm. being judgmental or mm. condescending, but being um, helpful and seeking the best for everyone in the situation, not just the best for myself is really hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like just having patience and love and mm-hmm. having an 11 year old that has never had, you know, rules or expectations like we have mm-hmm. is really challenging. Yeah. So it's sanctifying. I know for her Ele- and I mean, for 10 us, years of life is a lot <laughs> exactly. of life to live exactly. without being in your particular environment and, and up, you know, yes. So that's a clash. Yes. Happening. And it's not yeah. necessarily bad things. Like mm-hmm. there's even cultural things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, like she comes from a Hispanic family. Mm-hmm. So her family is a lot louder and mm-hmm. into, you know, they speak Spanish at mm-hmm. home and we speak English and we're mm-hmm. more reserved and quiet. Um, So one thing that I just recently started doing was I went to a Zumba class Mm. and I was like, you have to come with me because Mm. it's all like Latino music. Mm. And she went and she just loved it because it was like, oh, these are my people. Like I can dance and sing. And the Mm. instructor like speaks mostly Spanish. So all the like instructions were in Spanish. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I want to go to that class. (laughs) It was so fun. And it took eight months for me to figure out, you know, like, Mm. oh, there's a cultural like divide here and I need to like try to breach it. So like, yeah, like sanctifying. It's just, Mm. it's hard to like lay down myself on a daily basis and I fail every Mm. single day, Mm. but just like That's where I am at in this season is like, okay, how can I serve my children, my husband? Um, Yeah. So I chose like, I know it's kind of cliche, but I chose a word for the year. Mm. And since this we're recording at the beginning of the year, um, it goes along so well with this question. And I just, I chose like, I wanted the word endurance, but then I was like, that's not good enough. Like, I feel like endurance is just like, let's survive. Let's Mm. get through. Um, and look back and be like, oh yeah, I survived 2018. Mm. But instead I was like, I want to endure well, like look back Mm. and be like, I did the absolute best with the time Mm. that I had and the moments that I had. So I mentioned that my husband is law enforcement. So his shifts are challenging for family life as well. Mm. So kind of throwing that in, like scared me a lot going into this year was like, he works every weekend. So, Mm. um, just getting used to that and not, not like complaining about it mm-hmm. it's something that I really wanted to focus on so yeah definitely being sanctified <laughs> yeah I, I would imagine that would take a while to get to somewhat of a new normal or a new for me I'm very uh, I thrive in routine and so that's like what is going on yes. what when when are we together when are we not yes. what you know I've seen some her challenges as far as like when do we eat together Mm -hmm. like when is our meal Mm -hmm. like is it in the morning when these because there's not a meal where you are really all there right no yeah yeah because he also works he works weekends and in the evenings Mm. so it's like he's gone at dinner time and bedtime but Mm -hmm. so that's just a challenge that I have to remind myself like I can't compare myself to others and I can't complain about it I have to endure well yeah I have to be in this moment and do the absolute best I can Mm. for my children and my husband and my Mm -hmm. own sanity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I really, um, God is really one of the beautiful things I feel like that I mentioned, like being in other people's mess (laughs) through Mm -hmm. the foster care system, Mm -hmm. what God is doing in my life um, this year is like, it feels prideful to say that he's using me, but at the mm. same time, I look at it as like, I don't understand why, like mm. he's using this white girl who doesn't mm. understand Hispanic culture to mm. just build a relationship with mm. my foster child's birth family. Mm. Um, and that's hard to do. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, like it's sanctifying to be mm. like half the time I feel angry, you know, like how can you make these decisions? How can you do this? And then I just constantly have to go back to the word and just remind myself like, 
we are all broken. We are all sinners. We are all so far from God except Mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. And Mm -hmm. then just being able to build a relationship with Heavenly's mom Mm -hmm. and just, you know, remember that Mm -hmm. she is not too far from the hope of Christ. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's something that God is also Mm -hmm. doing. um, I feel like, you know, he's, he bridges, he's the bridge. So he bridges us to himself through Jesus, right? And then once we have that in our life, then he bridges us to other people. And he, we, we don't necessarily know who he's going to bring for us to like bridge to, but that process is completely gospel. Like people would say, why in the world would he bring um, two different families from two different cultures with two different messes and mm-hmm. put them together, right? Yes. Because it seems impossible, but nothing is too hard for the Lord. Nothing is impossible with God. Yes. And he shows that, first of all, through our our salvation story. And then suddenly everything else doesn't seem so crazy. Yes. Like, because he already did that, so why not? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... Yep, a lot of messes Mm -hmm. in our life, but God really works through messes. Mm -hmm. So that's cool to have a front row seat and Mm -hmm. even more than a front row seat to have, you know, a place in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to God redeeming messes. Yes, absolutely. Cool. So how is the word, you mentioned God's word earlier, how is that impacting this season of your life? Um, So one of the things that... Uh, my son Kaya is one and a half almost. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really struggled with postpartum anxiety after Mm -hmm. he was born. Um, and that time in my life was a time that I have never relied more on the word. Cause Mm -hmm. it was like, I struggled so much, you know, mentally like depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety is all mental. I mean, and then it has Mm -hmm. some physical ramifications too, Mm -hmm. but, um, Mm -hmm. just, Finally, after a couple months, it was like, I have to throw out those thoughts from my mind and replace Mm -hmm. it with something Mm -hmm. else. And that was where it was like, what can I replace it with? I could replace it with, you know, reading a book or Mm -hmm. playing with my kids, but that doesn't last for long. So Mm -hmm. finally, of course, you know, it's like the last resort. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll turn to scripture, even though in my mind all along, I'm like, oh yeah, God's word. Oh yeah, that's great. Except I read it every day. But Mm -hmm. really like when the anxiety would come, just, you know, say no to that and Mm -hmm. then take in scripture or even Mm -hmm. just repeat scripture Mm -hmm. that I've memorized in Mm -hmm. my head. And um, one thing that my son was diagnosed failure to thrive, which was Mm -hmm. one of the really the things that tipped my anxiety over the edge. Mm -hmm. So um, just holding him, they said, you know, hold him, feed him as much as you can. So just holding him and singing hymns to him, Mm -hmm. like I would just pull up my phone and look up hymn lyrics, Mm -hmm. pull out the hymnal, Mm -hmm. like just sing every hymn I knew to Mm -hmm. him. Um, And that, and hymns are just so beautiful because it's like pure scripture. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. in our contemporary music, we have like, Mm -hmm. like, concepts based on scripture but I feel like a lot like a lot of the hymns I just chose to sing over him Mm -hmm. were like scripture Mm -hmm. um so that is I mean that was thankfully I have been able to get through that a lot Mm -hmm. more um Mm -hmm. it still comes up Mm -hmm. especially with my husband's shift and Mm -hmm. just being alone with the kids a lot Mm -hmm. um I'll struggle with anxiety but now I feel like I know how to fight it so Mm -hmm. that I don't feel like it controls me I feel like I'm at a point where I can control it, even though it's yeah. still there. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like you brought up a good point because we can't just throw out things like, you know, and, and she's talking a lot about the word sanctification, mm-hmm. which is how God changes us. So when he gives you his Holy Spirit, he'll show you the things that need to go because yes. <laughs> there's not room in yourself for, for, for both, both the Holy Spirit and for um, the old junk. So he, you know, asks us to do away with that, to, you know, put it to death, but then it's not enough just to do that. There needs to be a replacement because that space will be filled and you have to tell, (laughs) 
you have to you have to ask God to fill that space mm-hmm. with what He wants, right? And so He gives us His Scripture to fill in, you know, to take captive those thoughts, yes. throw them away, and and enter into the um, Scripture into your mind yes. in those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point. I see Him doing that a lot in my life. The the work is not done when we've thrown away. (laughs) (laughs) We have to ask God to fill it then. Yeah. And continuously. It's not just a, okay, yeah, I am not anxious anymore. Now I'm gonna fill it with scripture. And then ten minutes later it's like, wait, (laughs) I thought I just threw you out and you're back in my head. And so it's like a continuous yeah like, okay. That needs to be thrown out again, even though we just did this five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago. A guest on Mary Thomas who, who said it's akin to it's, you know, when we we call it meditating Mm -hmm. on his word and it's akin to a cow that chews his cud and like, it's kind of a gross image, but it's like chew, (laughs) chew, chew, swallow. And then it comes back up and sometimes we have to chew, chew, chew on it again before the, the nutrients really get inside of us and energize us to do, um, whatever God has us to do. Yeah, man. Um, another thing that the word is impacting in my current season in life, it's so cool. Um, because Heavenly has never been around any religion. Hmm. Um, So coming into our home, she just has a lot of questions. She's Mm -hmm. very receptive. And so this is my first time, you know, in my adult life, really, that I've ever been asked questions like, Hmm. well, what, why is it not okay to be angry? You know, Hmm. like just basic things that as being a Christian my whole life, Hmm. it's like, oh, well, I know the answers. But then when she asked, it's like, Wait, Wait a minute. minute. What about- <laughs> like, okay, what? let's let's go back to the scripture and open mm. that up. So I feel like I have the privilege of revisiting the basics of the gospel. Mm. Um, and just, you know, like, well, what 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 happens if I don't believe in God? Yeah. And we're like, that's a great question. Yeah. Let's look it up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like what yeah, that's a great thing to think about, yes. you know? And so not saying like, like, here, this is the gospel. Mm-hmm. Now you believe this, this, this. Okay, great. Done, mm-hmm. but instead, like seeing an eleven-year-old's mind just wow. work through, yeah. like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, yeah. you know? Like, wh- where did the world actually come from? Mm-hmm. And like, my science teacher said this, but mm-hmm. Pastor Paul said this on Sunday, and like, wow. just seeing that connection, and it's like, I get to be, I get to go through that too. Like, mm-hmm. I've known those things all my life, yes. but when you have to explain them to someone else, especially in like a broken down, easy yes. to understand way, it changes everything. Yeah. And it helps me realize like the things I take for granted, like mm-hmm. is being frustrated a sin? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I get frustrated a lot yeah. with the kids and yeah. stuff. So is it a sin? And yeah, um, yeah that's just a mm-hmm. huge thing that God has brought into our home through heavenly and yeah, I it's think really cool. I get this sense of energy too when I'm uh, walking alongside like Christians that are newer believers or maybe just now sort of waking up to their faith that when you walk alongside of them, it's like God is doing that same thing in you. Like you see, oh, I remember like the Lord teaching me that and he now he's reteaching me that through you or even with my kids, you know, even explaining yes. to a three-year-old, <laughs> you know, why, I don't know, like when he says, I'm sad and I say, okay, sad is, you know, Jesus was sad and kind of walking through that mm-hmm. with him and I always get this overwhelming sense that God is teaching me the thing that he's having me teach Titus or Matthias. (laughs) Like, okay, God, I hear you. And it's more um, impactful because it's almost like he's using me to teach myself, you know? And a lot of uh, guests we have on the show will go back and listen to their own podcast and be like, oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) I was the person that needed to listen to that. And that is the Holy Spirit's work in you to, you know, really teach others and teach yourself at the same time. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And one more thing that I really wanted to share. Again, um, being a foster mom, um, I feel like in Heavenly's life, a lot of people have failed her. A lot of adults, Mm. um, you know, figures that are supposed to be reliable have Mm. failed her. And it is 
so challenging to be my husband and I feel like we're the only people in her life that Mm. she can rely on. And she still, of course, has trust, Mm -hmm. you know, like a hard time trusting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would too. Mm -hmm. Um, And God, again, back to the sanctifying thing is like, I am type A and I Mm -hmm. want her to know that I'm not giving up and that I that she can rely on me. And so then on a day when I do get frustrated or I lose my temper or um, I feel like I failed and I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, everyone else in life has failed her and Mm -hmm. there I go too. Now she can't, Mm -hmm. you know, trust adults. And just over and over God saying, you're right, you will Mm -hmm. fail. Like you are a mom and you are not enough. Mm -hmm. And that's where you need to point her to me. Mm -hmm. And just going through that with her also shows me how I need to do that with my younger children and my Mm. husband too. Like I am not perfect. I can't be the person that they Mm -hmm. really need because Jesus Christ is the only one Mm. who can do that. And that's like constantly, I'm constantly reminding myself of that every time I feel like I've messed up or just been unreliable or yeah. 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 I um, had a, um, a breakfast meeting planned for me and a long time uh, mentee. She's, she's been on the Dayton Women the Word team. You guys know her, Sammy. And I did not, um, why, let me back up. We had set this breakfast date um, a long time ago and we checked in the day before and I didn't have it on my calendar, but we had talked about it. And then that night before I had been up all night with my son, he had ended up having a double ear infection and it was a Sunday. So I had to get, I was, when I woke up, my first priority was to get him into Dayton Children's Urgent Care. So I was calling and trying to make an appointment and hadn't slept. And I was like texting, trying to get um, replacements for our nursery. We were supposed to volunteer a nursery at church that day. It was a hot mess. <laughs> and here I get this text from her already at the restaurant. Oh, no. <laughs> like, are we still on for today? And I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, but it was so good because, I mean, Romans 8 says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And there was no condemnation. Like, I feel... Mm-hmm. I said I was sorry and I feel bad, but I also am not staying there. Like we have a great relationship and it's based on the grace of the Lord and Mm -hmm. not on one woman being, having it all together. And I would say like, that's like the sweet spot when you can point each other to our need of Mm -hmm. Jesus and um, doesn't mean I'm a failure as a discipler. (laughs) It doesn't mean that I should, we should quit meeting together. It doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean anything besides the fact I need Jesus and she does too. As I hear that in your story, like, you know, you can't be the perfect foster parent for Mm -hmm. heavenly, but you can allow the Holy Spirit to do work in your life. And when you fail, that's another way you can point Mm -hmm. heavenly. Yes. Which is so hard. (laughs) It's like, oh, but I wanted to be the person she could rely on. And now I have to, you know, be like, nope, I, yeah, I can't be. Yeah. And, and I think I'm stepping my toes into safe families, which Mm -hmm. is, um, a, a Christian organization that um, is similar in some ways to foster care, but it uh, I think a lot of people are struggling when they go into that realm because they think I'm not a saint, mm-hmm. like I'm not a gar- I'm not either. <laughs> I'm, I'm no one's guardian angel, and I think that prevents a lot of people from doing opening up their home. Because yes. they see, well, man, I already struggle as a mom to yes. be patient and kind and have self-control with my kids. And I, you know, I, I'm trying to be Jesus to them, but I can't be even my own children. So how could I do that to anyone else mm-hmm. with anyone else? And, um, I've just like laid those thoughts down because I'm not that, and I'm not that with my kids either, but I still feel like the Lord is saying, this is the right thing. And I, so I trust that he can be strong in my weakness, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, so glad I have friends like you that have, <laughs> that, they that, go through the hard. I, I see you guys are still doing yes, this, yes. you know? Um, but yeah, it's encouraging. And I just encourage anyone who's thinking about like stepping into that call, um, that the Lord is perfect and you don't have to be. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. So for sure. So what encouragement would you give someone in your current season of life? Um, so being a stay at home mom, a foster mom, just a mom in general, a working mom, yeah. it can be really lonely. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I've struggled with. So, mm-hmm. um, and as I was thinking through, what would I tell, what would I tell a mom in my stage? It was like, well, I need to tell these things to myself. Like you are not alone. <laughs> what do I you most are not need alone. to hear? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you are not alone was the first thing that came to mm-hmm. my mind again with my husband shift and mm-hmm. being a stay at home mom it can get really lonely. It feels yeah. like I'm doing a lot of things alone. Um, and so, yeah, definitely just, you are not alone. Mm-hmm. And along with that, um, something that I found through my blogging journey is that I would just tell people to not hide your struggle. Like mm-hmm. I find when I write about something that I'm struggling with, you know, not complaining or whining, but just writing it, mm-hmm. like, here's what I'm going through. So many people respond to that mm-hmm. and are like, I didn't know anyone else Mm -hmm. was like that. You know, Mm -hmm. we see so many curated images or even, you know, going to church on Sunday, everyone Mm -hmm. looks so nice and their Mm -hmm. families are all sitting in the pew. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're like, man, we are just a mess. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem like anyone else is. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I just really aim to do is step Mm -hmm. forward and be like, hey, we're a mess too. Like (laughs) we are really a mess. And again, you are not alone. And it really helps to, you know, say, I struggle with postpartum anxiety. And then, um, it just helps facilitate community too, Mm because people will come forward and say, Oh, I didn't know, you know, that you struggled with that. I struggled with that too. Here's what's helped me. Mm -hmm. Can I help you? Mm -hmm. Um, that kind of thing. And, um, again, like, just being honest, like I struggle with these things, Mm -hmm. but then asking for help too. Mm -hmm. Like my big thing is I'll say, Oh, I struggle with this. Okay. Now who's going to help me, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I just sit there like, okay, well now I opened up and surely someone will come forward and help me. But it takes even more than that to Mm -hmm. say, can someone please help me? You Mm -hmm. know, like my husband's working again. Can Mm -hmm. someone babysit my children Mm -hmm. so that I can get out of the house? Mm -hmm. Can, someone, you know, just pray over our fostering situation Mm -hmm. because some days it's so heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that would be my advice Mm -hmm. is to just, and it doesn't have to be, you know, writing it all out on a blog platform that a thousand people read. It can be writing an email to one person, sending a text message. Can you pray for me? Um, that kind of thing. And it's Mm -hmm. so hard and so vulnerable because, sometimes people don't respond. Sometimes Mm -hmm. nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part is like, oh, well, I put myself out there and I asked for help (laughs) and then nothing happened. So I never want to do that again, but Mm -hmm. just doing it again and again. And I feel like as we practice that with the Lord, like he calls us to practice that with other people. And then when you're also the recipient of someone asking you, you're so eager because you've seen the Lord work that way in your life and you are just eager to point people to him. And so, you know, even if you can't help at that exact moment, you're going to be like, Hey, I'm, I'm praying for you Mm -hmm. right now. And I know that God is going to, to be in, be there with you. He's there with you now. And that's really, really helpful. So yes. Yeah. You're, you're preaching to me, girl. (laughs) Preaching to myself. (laughs) So what scripture is encouraging your soul right now or convicting your spirit? Okay. Um, so I have, two that I would like to share. And the first one is just our fostering verse. Really, since we started fostering, this Mm. has kind of been the theme Um, for me. You know, I have it stuck on my wall to just remember. Um, And it's Romans 12, 12. Um, Mm -hmm. Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Mm. And it like literally sums up everything that it is (laughs) to foster, like in foster care, so often, even right now, it feels like there is no hope. So, but again, just remembering like there, there is hope in Christ. Nothing Mm -hmm. is too far gone for Christ. Mm -hmm. So just rejoice in that hope. Um, be patient tribulation again, foster care just feels like, 
one tribulation after another <laughs> and that you're taking on someone else's tribulation yeah. to add to your own. Um, mm-hmm. So just being patient in that and then mm-hmm. constant in prayer. I forget so often how powerful mm-hmm. prayer is and how that can change a whole situation just mm-hmm. by me being willing to go before the Father and pray. So Romans twelve twelve is really our, like, that's one that I just have to meditate on over mm. and over. Rejoice in hope, patient in affliction, be faithful in prayer mm. over and over again. Because mm. um, that's not my natural tendency mm-hmm. on any of those things <laughs> <laughs> in the realm of foster care. Yeah. Um, and then the other scripture that I chose kind of as my verse for the year as I go through um, my husband's challenging schedule and um, just feeling alone at home um, quite often is Colossians 1, 9 through 14. Um, and so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, mm-hmm. asking that you will be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully mm-hmm. pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to God the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Hmm. I feel like it's like the gospel and what we need to do with the gospel (laughs) all in just a couple of verses. Uh, And that's really both encouraging and challenging to me, you know, Hmm. encouraging because this is the gospel. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and Hmm. transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. So I need to have endurance and I need to um, bear fruit in every good work and increase in the knowledge of God. Hmm. Um, So that's kind of my theme for right now in this season Hmm. that I'm in. Hmm. Well, I'm expectant God is going to do much inside of you over the next several months and I can't wait to check back in with you Susan thanks for being on today thank you Last time we spoke with Suzanne, it was the beginning of the year, and she spoke some words over her 2018 year. She wanted to endure well. And she talked a lot about her particular experience in this phase of her life as being a mama of littles and as being a foster mom. And in this next segment, we'll see how God surprised her in many ways over the last six months and how he's using those surprises to lead her heart and help her to trust him. Let's listen in. Suzanne, what has been going on since we last chatted? Oh my, <laughs> what has not like, changed Hold on in to my your life? Seat, yes, <laughs> tell me all about it. Well, I the last we recorded was in January, I believe, and uh-huh. it's now July. Yes. So at that recording, if you had told me the things that would have happened in my life. <laughs> <laughs> to bring me to this month, I would probably have left the yeah. room. <laughs> Some of the guests have been like, what, you know, since you asked me, all these things have happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that was like, purposeful on God's part for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, he, oh man, so many surprises. Mm. Um, so, um, well, let's just start with the biggest one I guess um back in March at the end of March um, my husband and I found out that we're expecting another baby congratulations (laughs) thank you but this was a surprise this was a surprise um and I don't do very well with unplanned life changes so um it, it was a struggle because I think I even mentioned in the podcast recording like we were excited to have a year of like not adding anyone to mm-hmm. our family and um, just just kind <laughs> being of being able to settle. Yeah. And God was like, "Just kidding." Yeah. Um, and I just I have to take some of my mom's best life advice she mm-hmm. has ever given me, and that is that like if you're gonna laugh about it a year from now or five years from now, then you might as well go ahead and just mm-hmm. enjoy now. the process. Laugh now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not gonna lie though. Um, I'm one of those unlucky ones who is sick for most of my pregnancy. Oh. So that was kind of the biggest, um, you know, like, uh, 
the the reason it was such a hard surprise is like it's such a blessing and I know you know in six months when this baby arrives it will be such a blessing Um, but just getting through those early Mm. months and then continuing on um, was just really challenging and you know I prayed and I said okay God um, obviously this baby was planned by you not by us and so um, you know I asked him to Uh, just give relief from sickness. And that prayer was not answered the way I expected it to. Mm -hmm. And it has taught me a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. about um, just getting through, um, trusting in him Mm -hmm. no matter what, and just knowing that his way is sovereign, not -hmm. not mine, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I would not have planned it that way. Um, So yeah, that was the first big surprise that came our way. Um, And then there was a second one as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know we spent a lot of our first recording talking about foster care and its role in our family. And at the end of May, um, we decided to disrupt our foster placement with Heavenly, which was the hardest decision (laughs) that I have ever had to make. and now that it's been, you know, almost, oh, just a little over a month, actually, okay. like uh, just six weeks since we disrupted the placement, I cannot believe how good God is mm. in leading us to that decision mm. in that um, so much peace and so much like that was that was what he led us to. Mm. Um, so I can go into more detail yeah. <laughs> about that. Um So in the foster care world, especially I feel like among Christian um, foster parents, uh, disruption is like the scarlet letter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like you can be a foster parent and you're a saint, but if you ever choose, you know, to go that route, then um, that's 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 pretty bad, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't it's one of those like subtle things where no one would ever say that to you, you know, Mm -hmm. but just like, oh, you you disrupted a placement. Yeah. So for those who don't know, disrupting is when you um, just basically call the agency and say, okay, we need to find a new home for the child that's in our home. And then they do that. So the child leaves and goes to another um, foster home. So there was a number of reasons that led us to this decision. Um, But ultimately it was God. Mm -hmm. Like there was no peace about, um, continuing on in that placement and um god has led her to a fantastic christian family Mm -hmm. which we couldn't have even you know we're with this the county agency it's not even um a christian agency or private agency you know so for him to just lead her to that new family and that we still have contact with her Mm -hmm. and you know i get you know i can text her and be like hey uh, do you want to come over for the day and we can take her and still build that relationship? I just, um, again, it's like God has given us these sweet surprises mm. of trials. Mm. And like back in January, if you had told me that yeah. that's what we would go through, I, you know, I wouldn't have even known how to begin to handle yeah. it. Um, but just every day he gives so much grace and mm. so much um, blessing really mm-hmm. in going through those things. So yeah, those are the two main things yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that have changed um, since six months ago. Yes, when we first recorded this, um, has not been easy. Yeah, uh, uh, it has been a lot of just minute by minute. Lord, please help us. Lord, yeah. please help us um, yeah. continue on. So it sounds like it's creating go. a dependence in your yes. heart on the Lord. But also, you know, I'm just thinking with um, your foster daughter, how you really had to go through a process of looking to the Lord alone because you had to to not think about what other people yes. would think of you. Yes. And that's hard. It is hard. Suzanne. Like how... Take us a little bit through that process of like your relationship with the Lord at that time. Yeah. So, you know, in our Christian circles, whether it's going to church or a Bible study or on social media, um, you hear all the time that God doesn't call us to a life of comfort or a Mm. life of ease or a Mm. life of um, the easy way out. Um, He calls us to sacrifice and um, sometimes hard things. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's really h- easy sometimes to 
take that out of context Hmm. almost like that's true. That's Mm -hmm. so true. God does not call us to ease and comfort. Mm -hmm. And so again, you know, in the fostering world too, it's like, God doesn't call us to ease. God doesn't call us to comfort. He calls us to love these children. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. But God also calls and speaks and loves and prepares each of us differently. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes what he's calling one person to, um, for example, disrupting a foster placement. Mm -hmm. That might seem like comfort and ease because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're no longer fostering right now Mm -hmm. in this season. And, but in reality, it wasn't comfort and ease. It was God's call. It was God's, um, what he told us to do, you know, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I, it's only been six weeks. I don't yeah. know where he, you know, I can't look and be like, in hindsight, that was the right choice Yeah. because I don't see hindsight yet. We're like in it right yeah. now, yeah. you know? Yes. <laughs> and, but already just in six weeks, I've just seen so much of like, um, yes, maybe it in part is because I was so sick during pregnancy, but I was not the mother that our heavenly needed at this time. Mm -hmm. And someone else can fulfill that role Mm -hmm. that God is calling, you Mm -hmm. know? And by me stubbornly holding on and being like, well, don't give up. Don't, don't choose the comfortable. Don't Mm. give up. You know, um, I was taking that away from Mm. heavenly and her new foster family and Mm. even her biological family, you know? Um, and it's so easy to just step up and be like, well, the Bible says blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And not really listen to what mm-hmm. God is saying to each of us, you know, individually. And mm-hmm. it's so amazing that the creator of the whole universe sees us individually mm-hmm. and calls us individually mm-hmm. and, you know, or as a family unit. And that just, it's amazing to yeah. me, you know. And I had seen, I follow Suzanne pretty closely on social media and like you guys got to spend some time with her recently. Yes. And I feel like I was so happy to see that for for your sake, just that you can have that um, continuing relationship. Yes. And so like even in her mind, she can hopefully understand a little bit like looking back like like we want to love you in the best way that you can be loved right now and this is what we feel like the Lord yes. is saying is and it. that was exactly you know having that conversation with her mm. was so hard yeah. but somehow the Lord just gave her so much understanding mm. of the situation um mm. and I'm not saying like it's perfect and she won't have you know, lasting thoughts or feelings about having to go through switching foster families, Mm -hmm. because I don't really advise that for most, you know, a child needs a stable, loving home. Um, but again, I just find it amazing that God was like, this situation is not working for the people involved Mm -hmm. in it and it needs to change. Mm -hmm. And he, and he did, he, you know, just flung open doors, um, Mm -hmm to bring that about and Mm -hmm. just, I'm just sitting here like, Whoa, what just happened? You know, but like, almost like I almost feel like God is in the driver's seat, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to buckle up because this Mm -hmm. is a crazy ride. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like he's in absolute control of all of it. Mm -hmm. And I had never, I mean, we've been fostering for around three years and I had never heard a positive, um, experience of like, like that, d- of, disrupting, of disruption, you know, yeah. again, it's always like the, well, I had to make the choice mm-hmm. and it was the last thing and it was terrible mm-hmm. and I just had to make the choice. But this was more like a beautiful, redemptive God yeah. brought it about, you know, yeah. and I had just never, um, heard that or yeah. read that or seen that, you know, yeah. in my years of being immersed in the foster world. And mm-hmm. so, Maybe there's someone out there that needs to hear that mm, too. You know, yeah. maybe um, someone is facing a really hard choice and the whole world says, logically, this doesn't make sense. But mm. God says it it does. Mm. It does make sense um, mm. in his sovereign way and his sovereign will. And that doesn't make it easy yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I, I have had a positive displacement story, but like it. Uh, or displacement disruption yeah. story, but like it, it took a while to see the, the why. And I think sometimes you don't, 
you don't always see that in the midst of it. I, like one of my dearest friends had to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had their foster son for probably like the first two years of mm-hmm. his life. And it was a very similar situation. Actually, she was pregnant and um, the foster son had a lot of special mm-hmm. needs and um, she was running on z- empty yes. at all times, <laughs> at all times. Yes. And I feel you. <laughs> yeah. And um, just recently she got to go to his birthday party uh-huh. and um, he is with his sister now yeah. and it's a Christian couple. And I think sometimes in the moment we don't see how much like God did do yes. through those t- that time that yes. you were together. Yes. And like also just like trying to fill a hole sometimes that only God can fill yes. can be overwhelming to us yes. and, and instead of sitting and like, so when you look back and you can see the time you have with your foster daughter, you can see that was however much time of God working through yes. me to love her. Yes. And w- like we can trust him with the future of that, you know, yes. not, you know, every situation is completely different and it's so hard when people don't know the details or like have never been called to something that difficult yes. that doesn't have like a <laughs> definitive ending date yes. in, in, um, in the future, yes. you know, yes. um, it's very easy to, for them to make an opinion yes. without actually like seeing your heart. So you have to trust that God sees right. your heart and that you're ultimately just accountable to yes. him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I also think, um, it applies as a foster parent, but also just as a parent. So often I want to play the savior. Mm. Um, you know, I want to be, you know, like it really has come out in my heart through fostering, but you know, I see this child and I'm like, everyone else has just had really large failures in her Mm. life. And that doesn't make them terrible people, but Mm. you know, there's a reason that Mm. she's in foster care and, um, people have, betrayed her and hurt her and had failures. And so Mm -hmm. I need to be the person that doesn't have any failures Mm. and doesn't betray her and doesn't, you know, but, and then it's like, no, that's not true at all. I don't need to be that person. I need to point her to Jesus. Who who is is that that person? person. And, and just that came about, you know, that was like, um, in my heart through fostering, but I've also realized it in parenting my biological children Mm -hmm. you know I want to be that perfect person you know that that you know raises them so that they are not only smart but also kind and Mm -hmm. you know all those things and those are good things but Mm -hmm. sometimes they become an idol Mm -hmm. and I start pointing my children to myself Mm -hmm. as their you know perfect mother even Mm -hmm. though we all know that's not true instead of you know, doing the best I can and then being like, but mommy's not perfect, but I know mm-hmm. someone who is mm-hmm. and you will always have them. And that's Jesus, yes. you know? Um, and that is a hard lesson to yes. learn, yes. <laughs> like so hard. Yeah. I've been thinking about that with my kids. Like, do they understand? Cause it's really, they're three in one and we mm-hmm. have, a like, I always like struggle how, what to call him. He's a, he's a safe family son. Like yes. it's like not, it's not similar, not quite so similar to foster care in that way. Like we, I at first wanted to call him like foster son yeah. or something just easy to, so that people would have an idea of like what it is. And yes. I didn't have to spend a half hour <laughs> explaining it every time, but more opportunities for the gospel. But we have a kiddo staying with us through um, this organization called Safe Families for Children. And I've wondered about how my kids view it. Like, you know, do they think, you know, mommy could do that with them because, you know, their their mom couldn't take yes. care of him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I don't want Titus to be scared that mm-hmm. that would happen yep. with us. Mm-hmm. But part of me, like, also, like, I don't want to, like, say that to him because I know that I'm, like, a human and a sinner saved by grace. Yes. And so I just want to point him to Jesus, like mm-hmm. what you said, like, that mommy is doing the best she can with what God has given her right now. And, um, you know, and I, God has given us so much right now that we I can afford to, to give that to others, too. Yes. Like, we can, yes. we're out of the abundance, you know, but that might not always be the case where, um, I can do that, but it's like right now today, this is the situation. And, 
um, you can always have comfort in our heavenly father who is with us always. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's hard to explain to a three-year-old. Right. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> it definitely uh, did not okay. sound like that. And it doesn't sound like that. And like, by the time I'm done, he's always like, mom, yeah. mom look at my Lego creation. Exactly. Like, totally. totally yeah. <laughs> we can just hope that something will stick. In yeah. There. <laughs> so how has yeah. it been chatting with your kids about, because I know they're similar ages as yeah. my kids, just little. Um, so we've actually had two foster placements um, through our course of fostering. And our first one was a baby. Um, so my biological daughter was 13 months and she was a newborn yeah. when we took her in. So she probably doesn't um, remember. The so, last, um, she... my daughter, Tara, she remembers, um, our foster daughter. Um, but when we said goodbye to that foster placement, um, it was way harder on my, on Tara. Mm-hmm. Um, our son, Kaya wasn't born yet. I was pregnant with him. Um, just because that was all she'd ever known, you know, mm-hmm. she didn't remember before mm-hmm. and then saying goodbye was like, she really had just lost her sister yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Um, and then this time it's been, um, I don't want to say easier. It's been different mm-hmm. mostly because, uh, our first foster placement moved out of state. And mm-hmm. so we haven't, we have contact with her, but we haven't, you know, been able to interact with her mm-hmm. very much. Um, and so this time when Heavenly moved, you know, she's not far away at all. Yeah. And so we still um, get to see her quite a lot, Yeah. Um, you know, and so that I think helps my kids a lot yes. where it's like, it's not a permanent um, gone. Mm-hmm. It's a change. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But yes, we have had to talk through, you know, just saying speaking truth age appropriately, you know, and being like, well, she is with her new family Mm -hmm. and we sure do miss her. Don't Mm -hmm. we, you know, and just acknowledging those feelings and not being like, well, you don't need to miss her because she's just down the street because that is not helpful at all. Yeah. You know, but just saying, yeah, I miss her too. What do you miss about her? You know, and maybe we can call her Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. can hear her voice or maybe we can pick her up and go to the park tomorrow, you know, which I know not everyone has that. That Mm -hmm. is like Mm -hmm. a huge God blessing that he gave us, um, in this whole situation. And it has made it so much easier. I think both for my children and for heavenly, you know, just knowing that she, she can call me and say, and ask a question or, um, you know, and her new foster family is so fantastic. You know, I try to text her foster mom, and just say, I know what you're doing is so hard yes. and that no one else knows how yeah. hard it is. Yeah. And you're doing a fantastic job. And that's even a gift that God has given you guys each other. You know, when um, when I was out of town this weekend, uh, the little boy who's staying with us went to another host family for, you know, it's essentially like respite yes. care. But um, it was just so nice for someone to like share the experience yes. of like, um uh, being mom to him and, um, just sharing that together. And, uh, was like, you know, I, at first I was like feeling guilty about leaving because we don't know how long he'll be with yes. us and all of the feels, yes. but, um, <laughs> but it turned out to be such a gift for, um, us because we don't, we definitely don't feel alone in, in stepping in the gap right now. Yes. Um, and we do feel definitely more a part of a team instead of like, you are the one. Yeah. And that's true of the entire body of Christ. Yes. Like we have such like a sin of self-sufficiency and even in obeying the Lord, yes. you know, <laughs> and when we do share, like when we carry one another's burdens, like, um, it's like so, such a big blessing because we were not meant to, to carry, the world on our shoulders, you know? Um, so the, it's so cool to me that God provided another Christian family for you guys. And I just got to experience that just like a little bit this weekend. It it is. It's amazing. God Um, has gone before you. Yes. Yes. So I know Suzanne, you've been in the word because you have been, she's been (laughs) so involved. Uh, she, uh, teaches our five-year-old five and six-year-olds. Yes. In that classroom. <laughs> yes. I remembered five for some reason, but I, um, uh, in the midst of all this, Suzanne said, yes, I will be a teacher for our summer study. So she's been teaching Hosea to littles and, um, she writes on our blog as well. So mm-hmm. you know, what has God been showing you? It doesn't necessarily need to be through what we've been doing, but through his word in this season of your life. Yeah. Um, well, 
I actually wanted to read <laughs> even before I, you know, signed up to help teach the kids Hosea or um, all that kind of stuff. You know, I was really sick uh, mm-hmm. in the first 16 weeks of my pregnancy. Yeah. So a lot of time on the bathroom floor, a lot yeah. of time laying oh. in bed, a lot of time on the couch. Um, and you meet Jesus there. <laughs> oh, <Those> yes. Are- <laughs> it's yes. like my Bible and the trash can <laughs> is all I need. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I really um, have uh, fallen into the Psalms. Mm. And part of me, you know, it, you know, when you have those like, restless seasons where you're like okay I know what I need is in the Bible but I just don't even know where to look yeah um and God has really brought me to Psalms Mm -hmm. and part of me is like but that's not meaty enough you know Mm -hmm. but it is and I just I love how there are so many Psalms that just go on and on about hardships yeah. And then, you know, there's that paragraph at the end, but God is so good, but, yes. but we will look to God, you know, yes. just that, like, even if my hardship isn't the same, you know, I'm not being chased by armies, but I am feeling sick and I'm feeling alone. I mean, morning sickness and- <laughs> can feel like an army sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, we can't just take everything out of context, yeah. but I can learn from that heart of there is a trial and it is hard and it is not fun. And, um, but mm-hmm. I can look to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really have been, um, looking at, um, Psalm 16, um, and just trying to memorize it in those times, especially that I am just not feeling well, or I am feeling guilty or overwhelmed mm-hmm. with everything that happened through foster care. Um, So I'm just going to read verses 5 through 11 of Psalm 16. Uh, The Lord is my chosen portion and Mm. my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. Mm. In the night also, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So that psalm has brought me through. A lot in the yes. last six months, um, just reading it over and over and over again. Mm. I remember we studied that uh, in when we studied Joshua um, because they were coming into the promised land and the lines were starting to fall. Like they, their inheritance was starting to be divided out. Mm-hmm. And so some people got really good inheritances and some people were like, uh, what is this? Um, and in that day and age, it was really their livelihood yes. that was being determined. If you get fertile ground, if you don't, you know, what happens? Are, are you close to an enemy? Are you, are you in the middle? You know, like, are you more protected? Are you more vulnerable? Um, and so it's pretty beautiful to say like, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Mm-hmm. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Like what God has given me, even if it feels vulnerable or um, even like infertile, yes. like, like it is beautiful. The Lord has given it to me and I trust him to make make good yes. through that inheritance. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So what would you like to end this episode telling the listeners who are listening about kind of how the Lord has moved you, Suzanne. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just, we don't know what God's, um, path is for us. Mm. Um, you know, another six months from now, I could be sitting here like what just happened (laughs) again, you know, and that's kind of scary, Yeah, but we don't have to be afraid. Um, And so just be encouraged Mm. that even if life seems like it's spinning out of control, Mm -hmm. um, it's not because Mm. God has it in control. Mm. Mm. He's got it. (laughs) 
And he's given you a good inheritance. Yes. <laughs> In your presence, there is fullness of joy. I think yes. there's no better way to end than there. Thank you, Suzanne. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our heart for you is that you become a mighty, awe-filled woman of God who knows, believes, and shares God's Word in your areas of influence. We'd love to connect with you on our website, DaytonWomenInTheWord.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. In the meantime, we fervently pray Colossians 3, 16-17 over you. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. In whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him.